Welcome to the B2B Growth Marketer Podcast with Alex Mead. I've invited sales, marketing, and business leaders to discuss their successes, failures, and everything else in between. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. Today, we are talking to Tara Souls from Postal, and we have uh, quite a bit of a conversation around the pandemic, around the psychology of of gifting and getting things in the mail, and like what that means for your B two B, you know, marketing campaign, your partnerships, your customer service, um, and Postal.io is is a unique platform where it integrates with your automation software like HubSpot to uh, make you know, new hires, send them out your, send them out things from branded from your company, send them out unique gifts to customers that have been with you for a year, how to use it in your prospecting um, and how to use it in your marketing. So really interesting uh, tool and way of thinking about, you know, this pandemic, we don't, we can't send things to offices as much uh, because everyone's working from home and how asking for a home address, uh, you know, just like on a phone call can be weird. And so, you know, their platform kind of utilizes their technology and their tools to make that happen. And so great episode, uh, check in, take a listen. Uh, hope you can, uh, you know, share and subscribe this episode with your friends, post it on LinkedIn. We really appreciate that and enjoy the interview. Thanks. All right, welcome back. I'm Alex with the B2B Growth Marketer Podcast. And today's guest, um, I actually think she prospected me uh, into her outreach. And I'm very happy she did because we kind of learned about it, learned about a new tool and kind of created a new uh, partnership. And that's what she's here to talk about. So everybody welcome uh, Tara Souls. She leads up the partnership program at Postal. Tara, welcome. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, and and so give us the give us like the thirty second rundown of of what Postal is, just so everybody kind of has an idea of like what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah, absolutely. So Postal is a direct mail and gifting platform. Uh, they primarily specialize in experience marketing uh, that generates uh, leads, increases sales, improves customer retention. Uh, Postal automates the creation, delivery, and sending of personalized gifts and direct mail to enhance communication with prospects and clients. We integrate with HubSpot, Outreach, Salesforce, and SalesLoft, enabling users to send personalized items anywhere in a workflow. We're a venture-backed startup. We're here in San Luis Obispo, California, and we're really focused on taking care of employees, customers, and partners. Yeah. And I have to say she, because she prospected so well and explained and kind of pitched it so well in a partnership uh, angle is that we are using it now as part of our sales process, part of our employee engagement process. I mean, in, in a bunch of different ways, but we'll get into that in a second. First, so I I was looking through your LinkedIn, not in a stalker way, but really a research way, we'll say. Sounds like it. Uh, and, I, and I realized uh, that you went to school uh, down in, in Orange County at Long Beach, uh, mm-hmm. Cal State Long Beach, and for a journalism journalism and political science role. And um, that I get journalism translates to marketing. Um, but how how do, what's your journey? How did you go from a political science and journalism major to 
leading the leading partnerships at a at, at postal how like what tell me about your journey of how you got here because i think that's kind of interesting yeah, absolutely. So I, it is interesting. So I, I, if I were to redo it again, I would major in um, business and marketing. I, that would be my, my first choice. I, however, I did double major in journalism and political science from Cal's Beach. And the reason being is I thought I was going to be the next Barbara Walters. I, <laughs> I interned in college at a large radio station I uh, in downtown LA, my shift started at five in the morning. Um, and it went until about noon and I covered, uh, all, all different, uh, sorts of material there. And I realized in working for an, uh, a large corporation in downtown LA, um, as a, at a radio station, as a news station, that that wasn't actually the path for me and that I didn't necessarily enjoy it. So as soon as I got that experience being on the field in the day to day, I realized that after one summer that this really was not the career path for me. Um, and I actually, I actually went straight into sales. I started working for a, um, a news organization. Uh, so I stuck within that for a bit before working my way into SAS. Uh, and I worked in the sales department selling uh, what would have been known as deal saver, kind of like a Groupon. Uh, and that's how I started out. And I realized while working in sales that I was gaining quite a bit of knowledge and that I wanted to actually not be so much in the forefront anymore, that I wanted to be more on the back end, but I still wanted to work with customers. And that's what led me to uh, my role now, which is a nice blend of both uh, customer facing to some degree, right? And I... Uh, and also sales. It's it's great that I've got that sales knowledge and experience, but I'm also a great communicator, being a journalism major, um, and wanting to be the next the next uh, Barbara Walters, which didn't happen. But it's okay. I and I have found that my role now marries both marketing and sales, um, where I'm able to provide both in my day to day. Yeah. So I, I feel like the journalism probably helps you more than you realize in your marketing journey and sales journey because of so much of what we do is communicating, is writing, yeah. is understanding what your words mean and say and how they're perceived. So how much uh, in your in your in your perspective, how much are you relying on or taking from that journalism background in your everyday kind of, you know, marketing partnerships and sales roles? Yeah. So I was, I mean, the thing is partnerships isn't, you can't study that in college. So there's no like department for partnerships, right? There's no study of partnerships. It's kind of like a new nuance of this like corporate, corporate world. Uh, and so 
journalism is a great way to understand um, how to not only pronounce what you're saying and what you're saying effectively, but also communicate it in writing and also uh, writing a uh, written language and also verbal communication um, and to really influence your wider audience. Uh, another part of journalism is staying on a deadline and keeping to a deadline and making sure that you're consistently following that. Um, I think that that's helped me and my role now being that I'm in a startup and there's a million pieces moving, uh, you know, every day. <laughs> and so I uh, having a journalism background, being used to a deadline, having that like kind of drive and mindset has really helped with my position now, um, you know, trying to stay up to date on my tasks and just like you prospecting, um, knowing how to turn the conversation from, you know, we're, we're having a great business, a great, having a great personal conversation to business, getting those objectives out of the way. Um, that's also a little blend of sales too, as well. So I think it's great to marry both together sales and, um, marketing in some capacity or journalism. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, think it's effective long-term. I don't know if I've really used it as much as I like, cause I don't write every, like I, I don't write our blogs. I don't necessarily write our content for our website, but my roles within my career have ha had that capability where I was able to blend that. Yeah. I think it might even be you, maybe you just have, were you good at writing like in high school as a kid, like was writing one of your better subjects or maybe like favorite subjects? <laughs> I like all these questions. I never get asked this, so this is cool. Uh, <laughs> well, we're really yes. getting to the root of sales and marketing here on the podcast. No, I'm curious. I, I guess I'm just curious. Maybe this is me. Yeah, so uh, I have always written in some form. Um, I've always been the type to have a journal and journal everything and study the way different articles were written. And part of actually, when I first graduated college, um, I was writing very news oriented, like a broadcast journalism script. And that's very different to uh, writing for, you know, you have to really know your audience and be able to communicate to your audience effectively, depending upon the platform, depending upon uh, the use case. And so, uh, yeah, I've always been interested in writing in the study of um, the written language in some, in some form or another. Yeah. I feel uh, I'm not the only one to say this. And like, I'm, you know, I'm also not the first person to say this. Um, I know Dave uh, Gerhardt at, at Privy right now saying this a lot. Like the best skill I think a marketer can have and sales is is good. Well, have a good understanding of how to write um, and copywriting and things like that, because there's so much of it that is, yes, we do digital marketing. Yes, we email. Yes, we do Zoom calls. But all of that is to some degree writing and telling a story of what we're trying to achieve. And if I had to go back and do it again, um, I think I would have tried to pay more. To, I, I would try to be a better writer. I always hated writing. I was never good at it. I got in, in college. I did more video production in like in film and, and photography and design. And I really never, that was because I didn't like writing. So I did other things. Um, and I kind of wish I, I mean, college degrees to me are just a, uh, 
you learn something, obviously you hope to apply that to your future jobs, but it's really the experience of learning how to be an adult and be, uh, have responsibilities in college. And, and then like how do that, how you translate that into group projects, maybe you're terrible in college, but group projects are then your career because you never stop working with people. Um, and so I wish, I wish I could have gone back and be better at writing something I'm, I'm still trying to work at. And I have a couple of friends that are really good at writing and they'll always be like, Hey, you should, uh, they'll, they'll, they used to hit me up on, uh, like a text and they say, Hey Alex, you need a comma on this, uh, your LinkedIn post. You need it right in between these words. Or they'll say like, Oh, phrase it like this. And I was like, thanks. Um, but, but I think that writing background is, is so helpful. It is. And it's okay to be uncomfortable, right? So yeah. even though you even though you uh, don't like it, or you feel that you're bad at it, then you know that that's an area of opportunity for yeah. you to learn and grow and become better at And so there's so many resources that are available online, that you could just yeah. practice that skill. Um, I've been fortunate in my role now to be able to contribute to various uh, integration one pagers or any content that's written about our various partners. Uh, I've been fortunate to be able to have a say in it also to um, say and also contribute and be an individual contributor um, on those various written projects, uh, which has been awesome. So I will say it, I've used it to some degree. It's just been, um, you know, it's a muscle that you've got to continue. Yeah. You have to continue utilizing or else it almost becomes like, um, it's hard, like it becomes uncomfortable, right? Yeah. It's just like anything else. Yeah. So um, it's important yeah, no, to keep, to keep, uh, growing on your skills. Yeah. That's good. Well, um, I'm practicing it. Yeah. Didn't, didn't we have this, there's some good life lessons that have just been dropped. I really like these, uh, weaknesses or just opportunities, <laughs> you know, things you can get better at. But so what I want, I want to ask you is, so this is, so, so, uh, Postal is is really this kind of platform and tool that integrates with mm-hmm. CRMs, personalizing outreach and or not outreach, but gifting and direct mail. So what I want to kind of ask you is, you've been there for um, a little over a year, two years. Um, a year. We just launched year. our product in May, so we're so, fairly new. So I'm <laughs> I'm like, what I'm kind of curious about is how much this has changed because of the pandemic. So I was about to really get much harder into direct mail as part of an ABM doing gifts. Like I was about to like, honestly, in March, beginning of March, I was planning to drop off, I think like 26 packs of beer to different companies. Cause that was like what I was going to do <laughs> instead of cookies. And then the pandemic hit and I was like, well, no one's at their office. Um, I could send them. I got all these cards printed that I was going to send notes but I was like, no one's at their office. And one of my hesitations with you guys was like, no one's yeah. at their office. So I'm, I'm wondering like what you think the psychology of, or not the psychology of gifting, but like the, the people's strategies or how people have approached it. Well, since I guess since Honestly, when you guys launched. Yeah. Yeah. I think that 2020 has opened up new opportunities for direct mail and gifting. I, you know, Postal itself, the platform, I can speak on behalf of Postal, uh, we are built to fill a specific gap in what is already existing for sales enablement tools, right? Um, like our solution just removes the need for marketing <laughs> to have a swag closet. Uh, we built automation to connect with tools that you typically use to add. Uh, you know, you could send any gift with an existing workflow or sequence or cadence, depending upon your sales enablement tool of choice, right? 
And so I, I think 2020 has offered up the ability for now companies that may have been wanting to switch from that tangible marketing closet to now being like, we, we need to do this. And now, not yesterday, we should have done this yesterday, yeah. uh, but we need to do this now because we need to incorporate gifting and direct mail in some form within our outbound approach. Right. Uh, and also make it easier for the sale, like for the marketing team as well to be able to communicate with existing clients and yeah. uh, help build brand awareness. Um, you know, very few people knew what QR codes were uh, in 2020, like I, at the beginning of 2020. Uh, I would say that those were something that like everyone kind of knew about, but didn't really exactly use. And so I, we fortunately have built that into the platform too as well. So you could use a QR code um, to do like COVID touchless programs, which is kind of awesome. Yeah. This means that like, yeah. So, you know, which is a critical key of direct mail technology. Uh, that was something that was impossible before. So using a QR code, you see, you would send a uh, piece of direct mail with a QR code on it. Um, your recipient would take their phone out, use the QR code and go straight to that landing page that you created for them. I mean, that's, yeah. that's key, right? I mean, before that, if you saw a QR code, you would probably be like, oh, I've only seen this at the grocery store. Or, I used to, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. Hot take here. QR codes were super popular like five years ago. And I was like, these are stupid. You have to download a specific app called a QR reader that will yes, then, then take I, you to another page. And I was like, these will never yeah. take off. I was like, these are so stupid. They're like, these are never going to take off. Who's going to pull out their phone, download an app just to go to a website. And then as soon as, uh, as soon as at least my iPhone, you can just do it in your camera. And I was like, now it makes more sense. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, it ties app. in that physical experience. That's totally yeah. it. And it ties yeah. in that physical experience um, to a highly personalized digital one, right? That wasn't a, in existence until 2020. Now we go out to eat yeah. when things are open yeah. and you go and you use your phone to open up the menu, right? Use the yeah. QR code, yeah. you scan it and it opens up the menu. Um, so it's nice that we've been able to optimize it since yeah. then, since uh, QR codes first came about. Um, and you mentioned that a little bit about, you know, the hesitation, right? When we first launched, um, no one's sending work to their, I no one's sending anything to their work anymore. They have to send it to their personal address. Yeah. Um, and that's the beauty of utilizing like a platform like postal where we collect that information for you in a, um, a non-direct way. It's, Hey, we're sending you this item. You're able to personalize yeah. a note and then we're able to accept that item and send it out to them. Um, and it's a way to get a, a very personalized note in front of them, but also too, yeah. they could see the item that you're sending. So, uh, we're not being secretive about what you're trying to send to them. They know exactly what they're going to be receiving. And so if they want their speakers being sent to them, they're going to add, their, their, uh, yeah. their correct yeah, address, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I think that that's just, it's just part of the world that we're in now. There's no, uh, that wall has been broken, right? There's no boundaries there. Yeah. And for, for better or for worse, right? Because yeah. that was one of my, that was one of my hesitations. And I was about to, at least for the time being, scrap my idea because I felt super weird asking someone for their personal address because i wouldn't give mine out i mean yeah. not that they can't find it if they want if they really want to find it um but 
it's kind of like a weird thing. Hey, we're emailing back and forth mm-hmm. about maybe doing some inbound work and I'm stalking you on LinkedIn. Oh, sorry. Researching you on LinkedIn. Um, <laughs> by the way, what's your address? I want to mail you a card. So it was like a, yeah. a super weird I mean, thing. And, and I, think I mean, I wouldn't like say it like helps. that. I would just, I would send a message, maybe that same type of way. I'd love to send you something yeah. or a, hey, you know, in conversation or even just sending it out to them and seeing if they respond to that email that you're sending yeah. and having them accept the gift. So I mean, they see it. So it's, it's, well, that's what I yeah, like about, I mean, um, that's why I like we, we take the curtain back for you. Right. It's not me being weird and saying, give me your address. It is saying like, Hey, <laughs> yeah, I probably would say no in that case. It would be like, Hey, here, <laughs> like, yeah, right. Like here, uh, you know, here, I think this would be a really cool ad. Here's a book. I think you'd like it. And, uh, here's a link to like, cl- to, claim it, get it. And, and it's all done within the postal platform versus them personally emailing their address if they didn't want to. Um, totally. Yeah. I, and people I really are, enjoy that. Yeah. And people are craving social experiences, right? Like that's something that up until, you know, it's kind of funny, the holidays just passed. And I remember in years prior, there'd be all these sorts of <laughs> memes of like families and like, oh gosh, you're going to see Aunt Betty again. Like yep. she's going to ask you for the fifth time if you've, if you've uh, you gotten married, married yet, yep. right? Are you married? Where's your first kid? <laughs> and, um, you know, this, this past year, we didn't have that Aunt Betty, right? And uh, we're all craving, we're all craving that social experience in yeah. some form. That's why there's so many webinars. So many roundtables, you know, virtual yeah. events, um, yeah. you know, be able to send something to somebody they're they're going to be all for it. Like, it's, yeah, yeah it's sitting yeah. behind a monitor all day, right? Where that's all we're it doing gets, yeah. day in, day out, day in, day out. And that's how we're seeing our family, too. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we're tapping into the need right now, which is yielding some big results. So this leads me to my, my next question, and I am guilty on this, and I'm wondering if you guys have done any research or if you have a good answer for this. Um, why do we love getting things in the mail? Like, why do we love getting things <laughs> in the mail like this? And uh, I know that's kind of a funny question, but you know, part of onboarding with Postal, you guys sent me a nice little gift, and I knew it was coming. And when it came, I was so excited that it was there. There was no surprise element. Like I knew it was coming. Um, you know, my my uh, mother-in-law sends my two-year-old like little hand, hand-drawn uh, cards every other mm-hmm. week. And like we all love getting them. Like why, why do we love getting things in the mail? Yeah. So, I mean, we all like the notion of like delight. Um, delight the surprise, right? So we like to say here, uh, we like to say that we like to say, um, you know, surprise and delight here at Postal. And what that means is you could seriously delight someone in a campaign by not just sending an email, but you could also send a personalized item. So we actually did this for um, a a campaign that we did and we sent out um, inviting all of our customers and top partners to uh, an event that we were being featured in. And we had a personalized box with the, the recipient's logo on it. And within that, there was a video and the video so I it was their rep inviting them to attend this experience, right? 
And so now you're taking the invite into more than just, hey, like my email, yep, click, accept, yep, okay, cool. It's synced with my Google account. Yeah. Now it's on my calendar to this whole social media frenzy where now they're sharing it, they're talking about it. And people love, I mean, people love receiving things, especially when it's something that is, um, like personal to them. So a box with like their name on it and their company's logo. I mean, that just shows that it's a competitive edge, really. Yeah. It's it's taking that step of just sending an email out and now, you know, personalizing it and creating an experience for them. Yeah. It's, it's just the little things, right? And it doesn't have to be that expensive at all. Or you could just use the QR codes. <laughs> that, that's another way, you know, you can link the video from a QR code. Um, and you know, you could have a custom landing page with the video on it. If you want to do something like that, you know, this costs basically yeah. nothing to send a QR code. So what's, um, what is, <laughs> what's like your favorite thing that postal has sent as part of a campaign for postal what's like your what do you think is like the most creative thing you guys have done the best gift uh maybe like the the most successful i'm curious like what a uh, what a what a company that does this and promotes to tell other people to do yeah what is your best example and um i mean just know that we as an inbound agency are not always that great at our own inbound content but i'm also i'm curious yeah. like what what have you seen that's been really awesome or like something unique that people might not think of. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, one of our, I, you know, use cases is cross-channel marketing um, within a existing workflow. So as as soon as somebody, uh, as soon as somebody is uh, marked as uh, close one within an opportunity, then all the contacts within that opportunity receive a bottle of wine or a personalized note with a bottle of wine, right? Uh, it's creating that like digital experience, but then also too, they just, it's super relevant because they just got off the phone. They just closed one. And now two days later, they receive a package at their doorstep. Super cool. Um, that's something that could be created in Postal and that's uh, utilizing our integration partners is a huge key win that um, we are really excited about um, creating that offline engagement. Yeah. And I, I think uh, we we did that for a long time where we donated um, or we we planted like 50 trees in our client's name and then sent yeah. them a little sent them a little certificate. We designed help it. Help you grow with us. Did it yes. say that? Help you it, grow with it us? It might have. Uh, well, thanks for taking the wind out of us. Um, but it was a thing that it was great. They loved it. But that took. Yeah. Uh, it didn't take a lot of time, but it took brain power. It took like maybe like an hour per new client to design the thing, to buy it. And it's th something that always just kept, mm -hmm. we're like, okay, we'll do it monthly. Okay. We'll do it quarterly. And we just, it was one of those things that always drops off and to have it be automated or have it be uh, a little bit more, you know, simple to do, I think it's pretty impactful, um, and helpful. Yeah. So it always happens. It's not something that like, this is a great idea when we're not busy. Um, versus, yeah, I mean, creating yeah. that experience marketing strategy within an ABM, within an ABM camp, campaign is crucial and so yeah. uh, 
so relevant right now, right? So utilizing automations within your existing cadences or workflows or sequences, yeah. you know, you got your emails, calls all teed up, and then you're also automating yeah. the send of what you want the recipient within those various cadences, workflows and sequences to receive, yeah. right? That's specific to the messaging that you're sending out. And it, and they know, they know a little bit about you, like a prospect, and then maybe you're you're sending that uh, sending a charity gift card. I want to donate on behalf of you, yeah. and so now you're creating this story with uh, with your brand and your comp with your brand and your uh, prospects uh, company, and now you're creating a win win opportunity for both of you that now yeah. you're donating. I mean, everyone loves to donate and give back. Yeah. I, I would help. Right. Uh, especially today. And this is that a parody. Did you, um, um, we are so happy that we were, that we were to provide that for, provide that for you, for you. It's just, it's just experience. Last question. We're getting, as we're, uh, um, um, so you, um, so, um, so you guys launched in May, you said of 2020 or uh, last year, we'll say, where maybe this is too early but where do you see this going like where what is the next evolution of of yeah you know something like this like how are we going to start using it what else are you going to get into what's your like thoughts around the future of, of this type of thing yeah so the companies that are using postal are taking their online efforts uh in a more personalized way right uh they're applying it towards their like they're applying postal towards an offline strategy and they're thinking about an offline strategy in conjunction with a digital strategy. So the two go hand in hand, such as a personalized gift, right? Uh, the ones that are thinking about this are incorporating it in, in the overall, I would say omni-channel strategy is really mm -hmm. the best way to when you're talking about online and offline, right? Um, and it's more than just online. We found that online efforts, everyone's on their computer all day. There's almost like a fatigue going on. And so incorporating a platform like Postal and having it work with your existing systems, such as HubSpot to send and automate mm -hmm. I really to, at the contact level, you know, be able to send a note with a gift. It just goes a long way in the end. Um, I mean, we're seeing quite a bit of success, success with, yeah. um, you know, in all different, all different areas, but on like the prospect side, um, getting in front of your prospects quicker and in a unique way, creating a competitive edge, right? Um, to a renewal is about to come up and the customer success teams using it to yeah. remarket to their funnel. Um, and they're just standing out, right? Uh, they're using Postal as a way to stand out. Yeah. Uh, we also see employers using gifting to send as part of their HR strategy. So such as sending a swag box. Um, I know I'm going to get one pretty soon from my company. I've waited a year for it, but I'm going to get <laughs> one pretty soon here. I'm pretty stoked. Um, it's a whole, whole little swag pack. You know, we've, we've got like a campaign going on for the, um, for the new year. And, you know, since we're all at stay at home still and no one, and no one's in office, um, we're really excited to re-engage and get some swag items. Uh, so it's a great way to re-engage with your existing, uh, your existing teams, uh, yeah. you know, or perhaps send a donation, um, you know, from a charity of your recipient's choice, you know, something like that could go a long way. 
Yeah. So I, I kind of answered that question. <laughs> no, it's good. I think it's like just furthering the world we're going to live in is going to continue to be um, distanced. Like to a degree, I think the idea of there's one office for all 300 employees is is going away for most companies. Um, Obviously, there's going to be people that need to be in the building or working together, but there's a lot that don't. And so I think more and more companies have been thrust into this new world. And I think as they Mm -hmm. kind of poke their heads out of the sand and emerge from realizing this is now their company, they are now a remote Mm -hmm. agent, you know, company. Um, It's like then rebuilding. How do we keep that company culture? How do we keep people engaged? And so I think it's that, that, like you mentioned earlier, that personalization element of keeping things personal. uh, But Totally. And I actually have a, I actually have a tie in here. Um, you know, since 2020 has brought this new, uh, experience for everyone being at home and working remote. Some of us were working remote before, but now we're, this is our only choice, right? Um, you know, we've been gifting businesses have been gifting, I should say for years, right? The gifting is not something new. It's, it's really not something new. Um, and people recognize it, right? They want to receive an item that's personal to them. It just, it goes a long way. It creates that conversation that I mentioned, creates that experience using a QR code, taking them to a specific landing page. Um, but up until I, about last year and when we launched in the market, there wasn't really a way to do this in a scalable, automated mm-hmm. way that's traceable to provide metrics. I think that's really the main difference of uh, where Postal's at and where we're uh, where we're looking yeah. to head to the future. Uh, you, you know, you can roll this out the same way you would like a social media campaign mm-hmm. or a, like a digital marketing campaign. Um, yeah, like I mentioned, there really wasn't a way to do this at scale before. And so we're just really trying to bring personalization back in a way that's automated. And, um, that is something that up until 2020, we didn't necessarily think of gifting in that way. It was more of just let's surprise and delight. And we're going to have our marketing coordinator drive to FedEx and send, you know, the swag items that we have in our marketing closet and may, let's make sure that we send 2019 branding rather than 2016 branding, right? <laughs> and you've got these items that are continuously piling up because you're changing, you know, even something very small with the messaging for your company. And you've got this marketing closet that's completely piled up. And now we've we've taken that and we've revolutionized it by having it all 100% in the, cl- in the cloud being able to have a virtual marketing closet. Um, and that's so relevant for today, right? That's so yeah. relevant to be able to just yeah. send the items out. Um, there's not a whole lot of contact with it and it's going uh, in a very safe way to the end recipient. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's amazing. I mean, I, there's so many things there. Uh, we could probably talk for another hour, but um, <laughs> We'll, we'll leave it there. We're running out of time. Yeah. So I want to thank you for joining. This was a, a good conversation. We got into a lot of topics that I think are important and that not every, I think, I think this is something that's in the back of almost everyone's head by now, but not sure how to do it. Um, so maybe just tell everybody, you know, I don't know mm-hmm. if you guys have, send them to your website, blog, if you guys have some upcoming webinars, um, you know, we'll put a link definitely to your website um, totally. and anything else, but if you anything else you want to share. Uh, to people. Now's yeah, we've chance. got a 15 day trial 
I'll send that to you. We've got a 15 day of trial, so you could go ahead and uh, get started with Postal, poke around, see what you like. Uh, go ahead and send some items out. Awesome. Uh, we've got that available, uh, which I'll send as well as uh, a couple of our case studies too, which I'll provide to you. Awesome. Yeah, so that'll be in the notes of the episode. Uh, all right, Tara, thank you so much. Thank you. You know, my favorite thing about that conversation with Tara Souls from Postal is not that that we, you know we enjoy getting things in the mail. We like it when uh, it's cookies or some sort of gimmick, um, but it's really that the uh, this idea that we are all separated by this pandemic and by COVID nineteen, and that it's something that's not going to just kind of go away with the snap of a finger once the vaccine hits, you know, everybody. It's something that, you know, that will continue. I mean, businesses, our company, Beacons Point, we were in an office, at, you know, in March 2020 and March 2021, you know, we will be a more fully remote agency. And we're not alone. There's a lot of companies, both large and small, that are now fully remote. They uh, they have employees all over the country, all over the world, working in all different time zones. And this idea to stay connected and to feel that personalized connection and personalized value um, within a company, being able to send out swag through automation to a new employee, to an employee that hits an annual, you know, one-year mark, five-year mark, I think is pretty powerful and and making them feel valued, you know, that they are. And then from a sales marketing side, it's a little unexpected because everything is digital. Everything is emails, everything is phone calls, everything is webinars, video conferencing, Zoom, uh, you know, online virtual conferences. I mean, like, I don't think that stuff's going away, but breaking up that monotony of that virtual and finding a way uh, to get them something even when they're at home and you don't have their address. You know, giving them a link to fill out, you know, to claim a gift or to say yes and put in their personal information to have it be mailed, have it be a virtual donation or a virtual gift card, um, you know, I think is something that will really help companies break that barrier and stand out and to show that they actually care. And that's really what it is, is like showing that you actually care and that you're not just a salesperson or a marketer trying to hit their numbers. Like you want, uh, you know, I know at Beacon's Point, we don't want to work with companies that we don't think we can help or that don't want us to help. And those are usually doomed and those aren't long-term clients. And we want to work with people that we know we can help, that that understand the value of what we do, and they see the value of, of us working together. And those are the relationships that we want to nurture and continue. And I think this is just an extension of that. Um, you know, Tara has it, you know, hit a lot of things on the head with finding opportunities, finding ways to humanize and personalize um, that outreach and that that connection, both internal and external. And, you know, I want to thank her so much for, for joining on the podcast. And I think there's a lot to take away. If you wanted more information, their website is postal.io. Um, and they do have a 15 day trial and all, there'll be links in all of the show notes for this, but I just wanted to mention it there. Um, if you would like to test this out, 
and see what it's like to get a gift, uh, hit me up on LinkedIn. Send me a message on LinkedIn and I will send you a $5 Starbucks gift card. Uh, if you hit a DM and mention the podcast, um, then I'll, I'll let you see what it's all about. Uh, so thanks everybody and can't wait to uh, you know have you back for next week. Thanks for listening to the B2B Growth Marketer Podcast hosted by me, Alex Mead. The B2B Growth Marketer Podcast is sponsored by Beacons Point. Beacons Point is a growth marketing agency that creates a video-first content approach to attract the right customer and deliver the message at the right time. Find out more at beaconspoint.com. This week's episode is produced by Summer Myers. Thanks for listening. See you next time.